Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Gals Chat Podcast. This is your co-host, Lara. In today's episode of the podcast, we're interviewing Emily Bayouk, who is going to talk to us about the creation of the STEM Diaries and a book series, as well as her journey into cybersecurity from an electrical engineering background. This episode is sponsored by Steel Chic Shoes, who offer women's fashionable steel toe shoes. Not only are they certified to meet OSHA standards, but they are lightweight and comfortable. The shoes are designed to look good and keep you safe so you can confidently walk your own path. Steel Chic has a special offer for all Gals Chat listeners and guests. Use promo code ENGINEERINGGALS to get free shipping and a free water bottle when you purchase a pair of shoes. Now let's introduce this week's guest. Emily is a cybersecurity consulting analyst at Accenture who helps businesses defend against cyber threats. She graduated from the Bucknell University in May of 2021 with a degree in electrical engineering and a minor in Russian language. While in college, she created the STEM Diaries, a platform that fuses STEM with a trendy, adventurous, and healthy lifestyle and creates learning experiences that empower girls to succeed in STEM. The STEM Diaries includes two handwritten and illustrated published books about electrical engineering concepts, a blog, Instagram, merchandise, and STEM-related resources. Welcome, Emily. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm such a fan of Engineering Gals and the Gals Chat podcast. <laughs> well, I'm so glad to hear that. I mean, we love the STEM Diaries. And as I was mentioning before when we logged in, it's like you have such a creative uh, platform. Love your reels. They're always really funny. So for anyone listening, go check her out. We'll have everything listed later on in the show notes. But to get us started, tell us a little bit more about electrical engineering and how that landed you an opportunity at Accenture because now you're in cybersecurity. So give us a little background. Yeah, sure. So definitely kind of an unusual career path and journey so far. But so in college, I was an electrical engineer. And then through Bucknell, there was this externship program, which is just like a one day mini internship program. I feel like not a lot of people know that term. But anyway, so it was I like had my externship with Morgan Stanley cybersecurity team and like absolutely loved it. It was like the winter of my sophomore year. And after that, I just knew I wanted to go into cybersecurity. Like I got to shadow a bunch of their team members and just learn a lot about cybersecurity since we didn't have cybersecurity classes in my curriculum at Bucknell. Oh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, it was so cool. And I really loved the problem solving aspect and kind of like that pressure that like if you don't do something right, someone's going to hack into your system. Like I kind of liked (laughs) that, like knowing that there was some sort of like pressure and like fast paced and everything. So after sophomore year, yeah, I knew I wanted to do cybersecurity. And then my junior year of school, I participated in, in a consulting like case study through campus, like Deloitte came on campus and Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, like, consulting is really cool too. Like I like the idea of switching projects and like you're never on the same project for like a super, super long time. And just, I like the idea of being able to learn a lot of different things. Yeah. Wow. So you were able to find like all these different things and opportunities through campus, which is amazing. And I'm really happy to hear that even though, you know, cybersecurity wasn't part of your curriculum, there were still opportunities to get into it. So moving forward, 
How did you start learning more about cybersecurity, that background that you needed uh, while continuing uh, your degree in electrical engineering? Yeah. So going into my senior year, I was a machine learning software developer for Booz Allen mm. Hamilton. And that's really where I learned most of my programming skills. I mean, like I would code and program in my electrical engineering classes, but not like to the extent that I coded during my internship as a software developer. And then also through that, my team knew I was really into cybersecurity. So whenever I wasn't like working on programming for them, they would like let me go and do this. It's called Capture the Flag. I don't know if you've heard of those challenges. I think so through... Uh, I have a friend, Roxana. I think we haven't had her on the podcast yet, but she also does cybersecurity for Microsoft. And I've heard her talk a little bit about that. But yeah, for those who don't know, would you mind explaining? Yeah, absolutely. So capture the flag challenges are like cybersecurity challenges where you'll like hack into a system, like using different techniques and methods. And then at the end, you get a flag and the flag is like, Either it's like a phrase or it's literally like you found the flag, congratulations. So those are those are really I like those. Those are fun and they're also really good to learn about like ethical hacking and pen testing and stuff. Or maybe not as much pen testing, but yeah, like ethical hacking. That's pretty awesome. So I did want to ask a little bit more about, you know, going also into Russian language. How did that come about or what made you also study Russian language? Yeah, I feel like so many people ask me that question because it's so, I feel like it's different than like a lot of people. But yeah, so Bucknell is a liberal arts school. So you have to take other classes besides just engineering. And I had to take, I think, a language requirement or some sort of requirement. And the only thing that fit in my schedule was Russian. And like really only had to take one semester of it. But after the first semester, I like absolutely loved my professor. And I thought it was such an interesting language. And I don't know, just like the history and everything I thought was really interesting. And so I decided like every semester after that to just like take one Russian class. And I really liked Mm -hmm. it. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to take like five, five language classes to get my minor. So Oh, that's great. I know um, the university that I went to, their engineering program um, also had opportunities with, um, I think it was for Spanish and German, where you could do a dual degree and your fifth year, you would spend it abroad, like doing an engineering internship abroad, but with that specific language. So that was pretty cool as well. But I mean, it's it's really awesome that I guess a liberal liberal arts college would also have a good engineering program that you could also do both at the same time. So that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> so what advice would you have for students who are in the process, I guess, of picking a college major, going into college, and maybe knowing if STEM is the right career path or, you know, uh, college degree for them? I would tell them to, like, try a bunch of different things. If you know you like something in particular, definitely go, like, ask your teacher more about it. So like for me, I picked electrical engineering because I like fell in love with the circuits unit in my physics class junior year of high school. And like I would stay after with my teacher very regularly 
just to learn about circuits. And I would just be like, teach me more, like give me more problems. I really liked how they were like mini puzzles. Mm-hmm. And so one day, like my teacher said to me, he was an electrical engineer in college. And I was like, Emily, I know how much you like circuits. Like you're literally here all the time <laughs> learning <laughs> more about circuits. Like have you ever considered getting a degree in electrical engineering and doing that in college? And I was, I had never even heard about electrical engineering really before he told me that. So I was like, went home, like did my research about it. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool stuff. And yeah, so that's kind of like how I picked my major. So I definitely recommend people like asking teachers that they're close to, like kind of just like having that conversation and trying new things, I would say, are my two like biggest tips. And then like, even if you don't like something you try, you still learn that you don't like that. And that's very valuable as well. Yep, totally agree with that, especially when you're in high school. You're probably still definitely investigating and trying things out, seeing what you actually like to do, what you don't like to do, but it's always worth it. Uh, It's always worth giving it a shot and really kind of getting yourself involved to figure that out. So you also recently graduated. Congratulations. That's really great. And you started your job at Accenture. So, I mean, tell us a little bit more about how that transition went and for any uh, other recent graduates, do you have any tips on interviewing or landing that first job? Yeah, so I really have enjoyed my time at Accenture so far. I'm on a team and I really like the project and my teammates. So I'm doing on my project is just overseeing pen testers, so like ethical hackers who test vulnerabilities. And so that's been really cool, just like learning more about cybersecurity and overseeing people. Um, But yeah, and then in terms of tips for people interviewing and starting the job process, I would say think of interviews more as a conversation and when you're asked a question, like if the interviewer says like, what's a skill, like what were what your three like best skills? Like I would say, like, don't just give them one word answers, like tell a story along with it and like try to make it memorable for your interviewer. I would say like that advice. And then also like, since you want to make it conversational, like make sure to ask them questions, like come prepared with questions as well. Awesome. So now let's chat about the STEM Diaries. Uh, you mentioned about having a book series. I actually did not know about that. I know you, you know, run the account and have a blog where you advocate for STEM and kind of story tell your own journey. So the STEM Diaries started when I was in high school, but it wasn't like called the STEM Diaries back then. I created, I. I participated in this scholarship contest through my high school, and the assignment was to create a project for students to learn from, and it could be like in any format and any topic of your choice. So at the time, I was super interested in circuits. My senior year, I was taking AP Physics now, um, and I was also into bullet journaling. So for those of you listening who maybe aren't super familiar with bullet journaling, it's pretty much like journaling, but with 
aesthetically pleasing visual visuals. So like little diagrams, little like doodles, stuff like that, just to make the pages kind of look nicer than just words on a page. So I combined my love of circuits with my interest in bullet journaling to create these books for students to teach them at a younger age about circuits. Because I like, I wish that I had learned about circuits earlier in my academic career. And I also wanted to use those books to inspire younger girls to pursue circuits and electrical engineering and STEM and all that stuff. So yeah, at the time I was one of three girls in my AP physics class. So I that was like the first time I noticed like the gender gap too was in that class. So I was like, oh yeah, we need to get more girls in this class. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I ended up not winning the scholarship contest, but Fast forward, I was doing research on campus my going into my junior year of college, and I was just like in conversation with one of my professors, and this book that I had created came up in our conversation. He was like, Emily, like, this is really cool. Have you ever thought about publishing it? And I was like, no. <laughs> like, I had no idea how to even do that. Like, I was like okay, like, I don't know what to do mm-hmm. about it. And so like, he kind of helped me go through the process of publishing it and everything. And so I ended up calling the book, The Fundamentals of Circuits Made Easy. And that was really cool. Because then that year, I started speaking a lot to students and clubs, like I spoke at a Microsoft Girls at Robotics camp, and just a bunch of different classrooms and really loved it. And then the next year, one of my professors knew about the book and was like, Emily, instead of doing the final project for my class, do you want to write another book? (laughs) And I was like, sure. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was really cool. And I was so excited. Like, yeah, her her name's Professor Cobblon. And she is like one of my favorite professors for electrical engineering that I had. But yeah, so I ended up writing another book about energy conversion. And so now I had like the two books and I was like, this one's about energy conversion, like the fundamentals of circuits made easy part two sounds really weird and long, like definitely can't use that as a title. <laughs> so I like was brainstorming and I was like, well, it's kind of like bullet journaling, kind of like a diary. And then it's about STEM, like if I wanted to expand and do stuff about science and stuff. So I was like, oh, like the STEM diaries. So when I published the second book, I like renamed the first book, the the STEM diaries circuits. And then Mm -hmm. the second book became the STEM diaries energy conversion. And then like around the same time I published those. So that was January of this year. So January 2021. I like also started my Instagram and my website, The STEM Diaries. And yeah, so it kind of just like snowballed from those two books and like kind of just like grew. And now I use my Instagram platform more as a way to connect STEM to everyday life and but like also break down concepts but not like how I do in my books as much. Like right. I, I post different content on my Instagram than I would have in my books. But 
Yeah. Wow. That's great. That is so much fun. And that is so great to hear how supportive, you know, your teachers or professors were throughout the whole process and that they encouraged you to publish it. Where did you end up publishing it? Um, the STEM diaries or are they mainly just available on your site? So they're available on Amazon and mm -hmm. people, you can find them through my website or if you type in the STEM diaries, you can also find them on Amazon, but my website just like links to the Amazon site. So. Gotcha. Yeah, we'll have the website and everything linked on the show notes because that's really great and that's super exciting. And I really hope that, you know, more people are able to um, see that or I wish I had uh, access to those when I was younger because I feel like at least for me, anything that had to do like with electricity or I feel like physics was honestly not not my strength <laughs> it, I was more of a, like a, a chemistry person um gotcha. yeah but that's really awesome that you were able to you know combine your creative outlet with the technical background that you were learning about and how both of them turn into something like that really is going to inspire so many other people so that's exciting you go girl <laughs> oh, thank you <laughs> Yeah. So you do um, mentioned you did mention how you on your Instagram page, you talk about more um, how STEM is kind of related to our daily lifestyles. I really loved the last one that you did about the electricity consumed around Hudson Yards. I'm like, you know yeah. what? Like, I never thought about that, but it's so true, especially during the holidays. Um, I mean, they keep it so beautiful. But I mean, that was really cool. Since you do share a lot of like STEM fa fun facts on your page. Do you have one for us today? No pressure, but any, do you have a favorite that you've, you know, come across from your research or that you like to share with people that you can share with us here today? Yeah, I, I feel like I have so many that I forget sometimes. <laughs> like, I also do the fun stem facts of the day, but yeah. there's like, I think it's a jellyfish. There's some jellyfish that like is immortal. That I like posted about over it was like a fun stem pack that I posted over the summer, I remember. And I think it was a type of jellyfish. That one I thought was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> today posted, Yeah. Today I posted one and it was like so blue LEDs are the were the, like the last color LED to be created just because like the chemical, they didn't like have that chemical to make the blue color when they created like all the LEDs. And oh. so, like, it wasn't created until later. And then the people who did, like, the scientists who created the blue LED ended up winning, like, a Nobel Prize in 2014. And so, yeah. And that's recent. 2014, it's not too long ago. Or it doesn't feel like it was too long ago. So that's, I mean, that's crazy how, you know, how long some, some things in the science world can take. But that was pretty cool. Yeah, I love your STEM, STEM fun facts. Thank you. <laughs> You've been giving really great advice, but do you have any advice that you would give to your younger self um, throughout your journey here in the engineering environment? So the general piece of advice is like things like will work out. Like if you try really hard and put in the effort and like, learn skills like things will work out because I remember I was just thinking about this the other day like in high school I would be really upset if I didn't get an A on a test and I would be like I remember I got like back I mean I've gotten worse grades but like I just remember like freshman year of high school I got back it was like an 86 on my math test I mean I've done worse <laughs> I've, it was like that first grade I was like man 
like oh no and then like in college I was like thrilled if I got an A on a test like that Mm -hmm. rarely happened and it was just like that roller coaster of like yeah you have like some good tests you have some bad tests like some really bad tests (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we've. I think we've all had really bad tests or that one class that like was a struggle. Yeah. yeah, or like even some classes, like I think I got a C in one of my classes, like as a whole. And it's like, yeah, like things like that happen along the way. But like at the end, like things work out. You know what I mean? Like they all kind of like balance out and you're like where you're supposed to be. And like I think it all just like works out. And even if you don't do well on something, like you learn skills like – for the next time and then like Mm -hmm. you'll do better going forward definitely yeah I totally agree and I think that's something that a lot of us will be able to relate to as we listen to this episode uh but thank you so much for joining us today it's been great having you on the podcast I know we mentioned you know uh the all the different platforms that you're in but would you mind just repeating one more time where listeners can connect with you online yeah absolutely so Listeners, feel free to DM me on Instagram. My handle is at the STEM Diaries. And then you can also check out my website, thestemdiaries.com, to learn more about my books, about my blog, other free resources, and just learn more about the STEM Diaries. Yes. For having me on. I really enjoyed talking and like just chatting with you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what it's about, honestly. Just, you know, getting to know how all of us ended up in the position that we're in because um, I think we all have different journeys or career paths, but then we end up in this um, position that allows us to share our stories and then help other students, other younger engineers, and really create a sense of community that you also, um, that you also channel through the STEM diaries. And Wait, let's talk about Women in STEM Wednesdays really quick because you also support that with Papaya Tutor and Engineering Memes Guy. So how did you get involved with that? Tell us a little bit more about that as well. Yeah, absolutely. So Wednesdays, honestly, are probably my favorite day of the week because of Women in STEM Wednesdays. So for the listeners who aren't may not be familiar with it, Women in STEM Wednesdays are an Instagram Live every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central uh, Pacific. And we each week like interview a new guest who's a woman in STEM, just like share her story and like chit chat. And we do meme reviews and Eduardo hosts it on his account, Engineering Memes Guy, or like sometimes Sandra will host from his account as well. Um, But yeah, so now I've become a co-host and that kind of happened just because I like had messaged Eduardo on Engineering Memes Guy over the summer, just like connecting like, hey, like I'm Emily, like just like (laughs) a hello message. And then he was like, like women in some Wednesday. I was like, sure, like that's cool. And then like I got on and we're just like chit chatting because we do like a 30 minute prep session before just like, mm-hmm. yeah, just to prep and then for the live. And then they were like, yeah, like, would you want to come on like as a co-host some weeks? I was like, yeah, sure. Like that would be so fun. So I kind of like hopped on board with them and have just been co-hosting Women in STEM Wednesdays now, most Wednesdays. And it's just been so fun. And like, that's how you and I met. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So honestly, it's just so great to be able to see all these different people 
connecting and just having regular conversations about, you know, like memes and engineering, because I feel like not everyone gets them sometimes or like so if I were to share them with some of my friends like they wouldn't understand because they didn't go to engineering school or they didn't study engineering but then it was so nice and comforting to you know like meet other people and like you mentioned that's how I met you and it's always so interesting interesting and fun to dig deeper through either social media or the internet and find more women who are you know just thriving in their careers in engineering and sharing it with the rest of the world. Because like you mentioned, like there needs to be more of this, you know, we need to connect more and um, share the different career paths that are available for other younger students. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. It's been just like such a fun journey. And that's something that's come from having my Instagram is just like meeting so many other women in STEM and like connecting with them and getting to know them. And it's such a it's such an awesome community. Like, I'm so happy that I get to be part of such an awesome group of women that I've met. Yeah, same here. I feel like every time I record a podcast, I feel extremely, like, amazed and inspired. So (laughs) even though, like, I'm hoping for this to be beneficial for other people, I know Amy and I just have a blast with it and also get a lot of inspiration um, and information out of it. So everyone is honestly just... um, loving this sort of community that we're able to find and build online so yeah well thank you again for joining us and hopefully we'll get you back on the podcast again and we can't wait to continue supporting the stem diaries and keep on creating thank you yeah thanks so much for having me okay everyone that was it for this week's episode thank you so much for tuning in as always if you enjoyed the episode don't forget to leave us a review share it with your friends And if you're able to, you can also leave a small donation at anchor.fm slash engineering gals. We'll talk to you next Monday.